Train roads to the takes that are dumb. All right, anyway. Welcome I back to episode me. 16. We've made it 16 episodes of Breaking the Plane. I'm back again. Bird, your host. This yeah, is 16. No uh, way. 17. Yeah. No. You've been, on, you've been on 16 episodes. No. Yeah. Oh, dude, I wrote it fucking down. Scrap wrong. it. Scrap the whole it. damn yeah. thing. Start it over. Hit the fucking Start it, over. it all away. Damn, I wrote down the wrong number. I looked at Spotify. I'm like, shit. Look, look at the top left of your screen is where it says above recording. I know. I know. I know. Didn't you put that there? Yep. <laughs> oh, get the Captain Morgan out of here. Welcome back to episode 17, boys. We made it 17 episodes. Yes, not 16, not 16, 17 episodes. I'm back again, Burge, your host of Breaking the Plane, with my lovely co-host, Mr. Joe Sher. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing good, my man. Ready for this episode, ready for some playoff football. Let's go. And as always, back, our lovely producer. All right, pal. The man who hates Kansas City. Fuck Coach KC. How my you doing today? Fucking doing great. A little sad that football is over. It's not over one yet. Week. There's it's one more. There's two. There's two more weeks. And we'll give get a it to shit that. about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> we'll get my Celtics though. But there you go. We got. I got my Bruins is, too. This is the end. This is Thank God we're Boston sports fans. Where there's something yeah. that carries us through. Like the we talked about last year. week. Like. Once football ends, like it's just basketball and hockey, and then once hockey and basketball ends, it's like over. You have to watch baseball, which sucks. That's it. The summer sucks. No, I won't Fuck do you, it. John Henry, John Henry, if you're listening, don't come on the pod. Fuck you. Absolutely. Well, it's like those. Like go two, buy another fucking golf franchise. You dumb fuck. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. He's like, we're going balls to the wall at MLB free agency. Just kidding. I bought a TGL league team. Dickhead. And he's trying to get fucking Mbappe into Liverpool. Okay, how about how about fucking Shohei Otani, brother? Like, come on. Team I don't sucks. know if we had a billion dollars laying around. <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh, crying poor at John Henry. You know, Those dark days of summer, man. Forty-five for million dollar yacht. Do not want. What is it like? The uh, NBA NHL wrap up in the end of June. That month of July and August are the worst for sports for all of us New England fans and. We're slowly dreading it. We got some time till we get there, but for now, we got we got we got some football. We still got a little bit of football left, which is great. Let's savor it. We're gonna savor it. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk to it all today. We're gonna get into. We're gonna start off here. I want to. I want to start talking about some coaching. Obviously, that's a big big part of the off season for the teams that aren't in the playoffs right now. And there's still been some news. This is two two spots left, absolutely, and one of them, which we thought I think was earmarked for for a certain individual, Ben Johnson from Detroit came out today and said that he's staying in Detroit. So that was the who we all thought the Commanders were going to end up with as their head coach. I certainly did, and um, you know we'll get into the the whole Lions game a little bit later on in the episode. But Ben Johnson is going to stick around in Detroit for another year. Um. I believe it was Raheem Morris that got got picked up in 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 Atlanta. I think we we touched on that on the last recording we had. Dude, the Raheem is, uh, Raheem is. the Raheem <laughs> Morris, <laughs> the Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson duo in Atlanta. I think uh, 
might could go down maybe like uh how Houston's going down right now. It's it's definitely got that feel to it. Like a team that was really isn't like I don't feel like they're that far away from being especially in that division from being a playoff team. No, they're keeping be away for sure. And and being able to make some noise. And I think it's a, it's a low-key good hire. I mean, Raheem Morris is a guy that I'm I'm kind of skeptical on, you know, with how you know, his, his past history has gone with, you know, we, we touched on, on last week's episode with his, with his, uh, you know, all his stops that he's had throughout his coaching career. But I mean, you pair him with another guy that's familiar with, with him from the Rams, Zach Robinson, and you know, who knows where that team's going to go, especially in that dumpster fire division down there. So that's definitely an intriguing spot, but I want to focus on the commanders. Where do the commanders go from here? I think a lot of us thought Ben Johnson was pegged for that job. And where do they go from here? Where do they go from here, Joe? I, I, I'm I, kind of a little bit dumbfounded as to – I didn't expect it. So I want to I wanna bring up a couple things here. So Double obviously swing. we – I hope not, dude. What a stiff <laughs> – he can't even handle the college players getting played NAL money, and he's going to pay – they're going to have to pay a quarterback like $50 million at some point to be relevant. That's yeah. never going to work. Sorry um, to interrupt. Go ahead. No, Paul. no, no. That's – Kojak. You're such a you're you're such. All right, a, I'm gonna interrupt every multiple, 15 seconds. Go ahead. You're such a multiple <laughs> pupil. It's beautiful, but um, no, dude. Shout out Steve Shea back on Twitter, aka Bach. Um, brought up Eric Bieniemy, and I think that this if Eric Bieniemy doesn't get the nod here, I don't think he ever will. You think about it, it's probably it's a new owner desperate for wins. But I mean, dude, the PR aspect that he's gonna bring in a market, it's just. It's a great I thought, point. I, yeah, dude. So he's got some bad. I don't want to say bad. I just fucking go do your own research and figure out whatever the fuck you want to decide about those situations. But there is something that will be brought up when he is appointed the head football coach of one of the thirty-two, uh, uh, one of the thirty-two, uh, one of the thirty-two best in the world, one of the thirty-two uh, most coveted jobs in the world. But yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if the enemy is gonna. I don't think the enemy is a good choice here, and that's what getting me to like. What's going to be my next point is Bill's odds to be the commanders move slightly after the Robinson thing happened. He's still far and away a favorite to not be a coach next year, but now the Washington commanders have twice as good odds as any other team. I'd like to think he's going to get an interview there, right? Like you go, you want to think that he's going to get an interview. Wow. Jesus. I can't even. Wow. An interview. We're having a banner day behind An interview, an interview there. Like I'd be stunned if he doesn't at least get brought in to talk about it. And we all know what Bill brings when he comes into a team. Like, you know, probably what turned him off from Atlanta was the fact that he wants full control. And obviously if he goes to Washington, Adam Peters is going to have the control of the roster and like, we'll, we'll see what happens, but they'd be dumb not to at least take a conversation with him. Right. I mean, I don't fucking know, dude. It's so weird, dude. He's, I don't know. So the part of me is like, all right, it's a new, it's a new ownership group, right? They bought the team from Schneider. They're trying to pull it out of the mud. So what's the number one, dude, there is one thing you can do that doesn't require any like business acumen or skill or anything like that. You hire Bill Belichick. Like that is number one way to be relevant and try to reap some ROI on your investment immediately. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that you got to at least have a conversation with him, but I can totally like, dude, he's 71 years old, man. And then like, exactly. 
I think that's a that's a huge thing that everybody overlooked, like when going into this job market. It's like, first of all, the we talked about the turnover on the last episode that every uh, offensive coordinator in the league has been turned over in the last three years. So like, dude, there's so many there's so many guys coming out of nowhere that are taking these head coaching jobs, and like some of them are just getting cast aside. You know what I mean? So people are picking their spots, and nobody wants to be in certain places, especially like the Commanders without a fucking quarterback. So they're gonna be they're gonna be in a tough spot, man. They're gonna be in a tough spot. It's it's bit like how many like since uh, what's his name went back to the Lions. Like how many other like desirable like candidates are there right now? Like maybe the Texans OC, but I think he's already said that he wants to go back. Yeah, Bobby Slowak, right? Is that, yeah. is that how you say his name? Yeah, he he I said he's so. going back. He's going back to Houston, and he's not going to take a job. So that was another uh, interesting candidate that the. The Patriots are talking about at one point to come in. I'm glad that happening though. I'm glad that's happening. I think yeah, the turnover is bad. I think that stat that I just agree. said about the last few years is bad. I agree 100%. And I think that CJ Stroud is going to benefit from that going forward. And if I'm Houston, I want to keep that continuity going as For long sure. as I can because they surprised everybody this year as we've gloated about on this podcast all season. And I think keeping that continuity is going to be huge for them. And, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies in a text off, off, obviously off recording on that. And he's like, why would, why would Washington want to go to from one old coach in Ron Rivera to another oh, old coach dude, in think about that. Bill Belichick, where they're, they're, they're trying to reset things there. And you got a new owner. You obviously got a new GM there. Why would you want to bring in a 71 year old guy who's basically kind of demanding things with a, you know, with, with asterisks on his, on his employment, why would you bring him in if he's not going to be just the head coach? And I, I think that's a big, big point to, to hit on here with Bill and in regards to him. I mean, Atlanta has been the only team that's interviewed him so far. And at this point, like twice, they flew him on the PJ. I, I know to the islands. He was a ting for a weekend. He was an island ting for a weekend. He didn't get the job, dude. They gave it to Raheem Morris. What's going on? Why and does he want Bill? I'm as, a Bill hater. As the biggest Bill Belichick stand, it pains me. It pains me and it hurts me. I want to try to cry right now, but I can't do it. I can't do, do it. it. I want to uh, cry. Dude, no, we're because in for a cry. We're in. No, for a cry. I can't Come do on. it. I can't. I'm not capable of making myself cry. If I was, so you are. No, if I was, I would do it, but I'm not yes, capable yes. of doing it. But it pains me as a Bill Belichick stand. I don't think the dude's gonna get a job now. I don't think he's gonna get a job. I think he's gonna end up in TV, and rightfully so. I think he's gonna be great in TV. But I really wanted to see him get another shot with another team for a couple of years. I really did. And maybe he gets maybe later on, like Sean, like Sean Payton. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Sean Payton's a lot younger, I think, than Bill like is right now. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's he sits a year out. I think it's over. I think if he doesn't get a job this year, it's or just done. go be a GM. Don't be a which, which again, part of me is like, all right, I'm okay with it because I got him on my wall behind me here. You can see it over my head here. I got him on my wall here. He's going to be a Patriots coach. For life and i'm okay with that but part of me is upset that he's not going to get a chance to do something like tom brady did elsewhere 
with another roster, another team to just coach. And that may be a fault of his own. Like at the end of the day, I mean, if Atlanta was going to hire him, if he was just going to come in and coach great. But like, if he's demanding all this stuff, like that's a fault of his own. And if he's going to end up being the Patriots coach at the end of the day, I can't be upset about it, but I will still feel there's something left on the table there. And I wish I, I wish I got to see it. Uh, the only thing I want to say is um, we've learned this. We learned this weekend to never bet against the all-time greats. So I am in no way, shape, or form writing off Bill. Um, and all the last thing I want to say on this subject before we move into a different uh, Bill Belichick subject. Um, don't count out the team in green in New York. Don't, t- don't count out the Jets. He's not going to the Jets. Don't count out the Jets. Don't count out either team from New York. The Jets or the Giants. Don't count out either of those teams. I think that if he went to play for the – if he went and coached for the Maros or mended with the Jets and ended with a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and they both ride off into the sunset, I mean, <laughs> there's a there's an, there's an absolute howitzer to the nuts of New England. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I totally agree with that. I don't want to see that. I'd rather him stay retired at that point. I'd rather him stay retired at that point not have to worry about being kicked in the balls by him going to New York or Buffalo. Like at least, at least at this point, Buffalo's keeping Sean McDermott, <laughs> keeping Sean McDermott, <laughs> like good for them. Uh, but like, at least I'm going to watch Bill coach there and play my team twice a year. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. It may, I, it, I don't want, I can't do the, I can't do the bill in my face thing. Cause I did the Tom Brady in my face thing and like the super bowls and the win at Gillette and it was not good for my mental health. So I, I agree whether I, I think it's bullshit that Phil, that bill's not getting another shot. And it like sucks that he's like going that if he goes out this way, it would be a really shitty way to go out to get like legitimately fired and like shunned from the league because of like his past performance. Like I didn't want him to go out that way, even though I didn't want him as the coach of the Patriots, but I would rather that happen to him than him coach a team in the division and fucking rip my heart out twice a year. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think uh, there was an interesting report that came out, and I don't remember who reported it. It might have been ESPN. But oh. there was a interesting report that if Bill does not get a job, he's going to tr- join Tom Brady in the booth at some point and call games in the media for the NFL and – next season like how do you feel about that i think that'd be a that'd be patriots porn i'm not gonna lie that'd be patriots yeah. porn all you day hear long that that was the the sound of blood rushing at the speed of light <laughs> yes for both of us yes yeah um that would be on that would be unbelievable we talk about a crisco podcast i would have a crisco life sponsored by crisco and i would we have a crisco live stream for that we i have would a crisco have a live stream for that there would be a hamster fucking watering thing of crisco hanging outside my new house and it would just dispense crisco at all times that's how <laughs> i would watch those games so yeah that would be fucking awesome uh, I thought you were brought. I thought you, I didn't know you were going to go over to the broadcasting thing right now. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, Tom Pelissaro on or yeah, Tom Pelissaro on his podcast Cook. said something said something about Bill Belichick going to the Chiefs if Andy Reid retires. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe so that. So I think I think uh, I, not to parrot uh, Boston radio puns, but I think Felger nailed it. I think that's a. I think uh, 
Um, Reed's trying to get a raise or an extension. He's trying to get some leverage saying he's going to retire. And then the Hunts, because I think Pelosaro is a big owner's guy. So I think the Hunts might have been able to use their mouthpiece and uh, and kind of maybe refute the fact that they're going to give him a raise and maybe they have other options. But, I, dude, what I just so last thing I want to say about the coaching, too, is what about the Seahawks job? What an interesting job. So you mm-hmm. got fucking – you got a rookie – I mean, uh, you got a veteran quarterback on an expiring – fucking huge expiring deal. I think you have to keep him – they pretty much have to keep him this year. They have uh, Njigba, and they have um, DK Metcalf. They have Kenneth Walker. They have a good young – they have a decent young defense. I think they've had a winning record the last two years. They went to the playoffs last year. So um, I just don't know why that's not more of an enticing job. Especially you get to live on the West Coast and live in Seattle and smoke weed and do mushrooms and shit. So it's like <laughs> there's no fucking rules and you get paid a head bunch coach of money there? to coach football. Nobody. They fired Pete Carroll. Oh, no. 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 Maybe it's the fact that the guy who had your job before you is now your boss. That never fucking works. Never works. And never. I may be out of the loop a little bit, but like I haven't heard of really anybody like interested in that job. Like, well, it was uh, it was that guy that went back. Uh, was it Ben Johnson that went back to Detroit? Maybe it was him. Yeah, but like he was he was he was the two that he was deciding between with the Seahawks and the Commanders. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like I haven't heard anybody else like any of the names. Maybe Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn was the other name that was associated with them, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, who got absolutely torched in the playoffs. So like maybe they're having a little bit of second guessing on that, but like. I haven't heard really anything. And like, I don't know who's going to take that job. And it is, like you said, an absolutely intriguing job to, you know, walk into as a first time head coach. So it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be another, like uh, the guy that got the Carolina job. I don't even remember the guy's name, Dave Canellis or something, but like, I could see something like that ending up up there. Somebody out of nowhere. What we're looking at right now is, yeah, Dan Quinn is the odds-on favorite, and then you have Mike Vrabel. Oh, is, well, he uh, still doesn't have a job. Yeah, two. did he? Did he? Did he interview there? I don't know why the fucking Panthers didn't hire him, dude. I I think he would have been perfect for that young team. Whip those dumbasses into shape. Hey, stop throwing it to the other fucking team. Let's run the ball. Like, cool. That's exactly what you need for a young team. Yeah, especially especially when I was like, uh, as a fantasy owner of Miles Sanders going into the season, they're oh, running back. I was like, oh, he's going to be great there. They got a rookie quarterback. They're going to run the ball. Nope. Nope. No. Awful. No. Awful. No. Awful. No. So totally agree with you on that. And it'll be interesting to see who ends up getting that job. Because, yeah, like you said, the point is, like, the former head coach is going to be your boss. Essentially, at the, end of, at the end of the day there. And that's something to be a little bit. Yeah, maybe I don't want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? So we'll be definitely interesting to see where it comes to that. But I want at this point, I want to pivot back to the broadcasting. Oh, thing. for sure. Sorry. I just I just want to I just want to hit on those two things. Absolutely. Would you guys love to see Bill and Brady in the booth together for a game? Oh, my Fuck God. Yeah. Oh, there my would God. be nothing, nothing, nothing that I would miss that broadcast for. Nothing. I'd call out sick of work. For that, call, absolutely. Call out sick of work. That's a sk- That's a two on the scale of one to ten. I'm talking <laughs> missing my mother's funeral. I'm talking skipping <laughs> anniversary dinners. I'm talking. I don't even know, bro. I don't even know. Skip like, my own. Skip my own open heart surgery. I don't fucking know, dude. I would do anything. 
end up in the doghouse for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is atop my list. I totally agree with you on that. Oh, I'll end up in the doghouse with the wife. Absolutely. Absolutely. To see that that's that's Patriots porn at its core to see them talk. Oh. Right. Like a, a Super Bowl, Bra- no less. If, if they do a yeah. Super Bowl together. Oh, oh, my God. The history. Oh, oh fuck me to tears. Oh, Yes, oh, yes, look at maple oh, you. baby. Oh, god, Bill and right. Tom. I'm trying to right, choke up. He's starting to choke yeah, up dude, over I'm there. I'm starting to get emotional because I want to fucking win a Super Bowl again, but we never fucking will. <laughs> fucking, they just extracted all of our greatness in 20 years. I'll take it though, anyway. But yeah, I think, dude, but the only thing that sucks is fucking Greg Olson gets canned in this whole thing. I don't know if he's gonna 100%. Get he's, gonna, he's gonna get demoted, dude. Greg Olson, I don't give a fuck what anybody said, 10 times better than Tony Romo, dude. But like, dude, he wow. is so good. He's a little bit more of a nerd, and like, his delivery is a little bit more like, like not as bro is like and i kind of like it dude i kind of like dude i'm watching and i'm watching a fucking professional football game on tv you know what i mean i'm not like listening to my friend who like played d1 like tell me what the difference between like tampa 2 and cover 2 is you know what i mean it's like shut up tony romo like i don't need to know that like just tell me tell me what the difference between this package and that package is and then shut the hell up you know what i mean like i don't need all the other bullshit tony tv um... go ahead the uh, media companies, they'd be firing and rehiring people and stuff in the offseason to call games. So you're so saying Tony he'll... Romo's going to get canned? No, no, no. Uh, Olsen, Greg Olsen. Maybe he'll get picked up somewhere. Oh, but I think he's still on contract with them, though. I don't know if he's going to get demoted or go somewhere. But, dude, if I was another t- if I was another entity and he gets, he gets booted for Tom Brady, I'd scoop him and give him a bag immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And Greg Olson is great. Tony Romo, Tony Romo was great. Maybe four or five years ago, like when he first came on, like being able to predict plays when he was able to predict the plays that were coming. Like it speaks, it speaks to me of the uh, 2018, I think it was 2019, 2018 KC Patriots game in the AFC championship, dude, he was able to predict what the Patriots were doing. Before they that did whole it. final drive too, Dad. Exactly. Remember that whole final drive when he circled where he's like, "Look at this empty, look at this empty area." He's gonna watch a slant on the backside watch and Gronk, catches Gronk that right there, third and ten. Yeah, exactly. Like he was great then. Now I feel like he's trying too hard. Greg Olson is a breath of fresh air. He's unbelievable. Yes, I agree. He's unbelievable. With I was watching the NFC Championship game the other night, and he was just. Like he's not he's not the X's and O's guy, but like he's there and he's he's it just I don't know it just it feels right it feels I guess right. I and it, heard a game from Greg. We well, didn't Dude, watch we the NFC game this weekend. Well, I was. I, was oh, I guess I didn't pay time. pay attention enough. <laughs> no, no, Greg's good. If you, I bet you, if you heard his voice, you'd recognize him. You. Would. I forget who was who he was with this this weekend, but they were really good together. I was impressed. I think it's it's been who he's been with all year. I think it's Kevin Burkhart. I think he's the guy okay. that's like the play by play guy yeah. for, for you know the number one team of Fox. And they they've been outstanding. And it's gonna be kind of a shame because like I have my apprehensions about Tom Brady be, fitting into that role, like as like a full time number one color commentator for a media network for a football game. Like and that's not me speaking against Tom Brady's knowledge of the game, but like You've heard him talk in the media and stuff, and it's like, I don't know if he's going to be like 
perfect for that spot. So we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, like I've uh, they yeah, ten years. Uh, they might have gave they gave him a massive contract. Dude, it's like ten. It was like ten years. hundred million for, dollars. That's like three twenty five. I think. Jesus Christ! They gave him a ton of money. They gave him a ton yeah, of money. A billion dollars to to be the number one on Fox, and we'll see how it plays out. I have my apprehension apprehensions about it, but like every time he's calling a game, dude, I'm tuning in. Like no matter what, 100%, 100%. like like I don't care who's playing. Like it could be the it could be it could be matchup. yeah, it could be fucking basket weaving, and I would turn it tune into Tom. Brady exactly, Tom. exactly. Oh really, Tom? Oh really, Tom? <laughs> Oh, 50's the mic? Thank you, Tom. <laughs> 50's is the mic, Alpha Go. Like, like all that. Like, gotcha. I'll, sign me so up. Much, Tom. Thank you so much. <laughs> How about you just come sit in my living room with me? You don't exactly. have to be in the booth. Come on the pod, Tom. We want to have you on with us. Let's Imagine go. first pod he ever like really goes on like this. He just comes on our pod. Tom, if you're listening, we quit our jobs. I, I will do any <laughs> anything. Any 10 year 375. Oh my god, dude. Dude, that sounds like that sounds like a fucking MLB contract. Exactly. Like, yeah, Mookie Betts just signed with the Dodgers, dude. 325, 10 years, bro. Like, wait, no, that's Tom Brady to call football games 16 just, just times spin. a year. Exactly. Like, like that's what's crazy about it. For Christ's sake. But dude. you know, we're big Tom Brady fans here. It's breaking the plane. I think we've uh, established that this week. I mean, Kojak, I think, sent me an Instagram clip of bill belichick and tom brady this earlier today and i was like dude my response to him was like i'm erect like i'm ready to go i'm ready to go man let's go like any of that uh, is poor that's awesome before, joe be, before we move on to the games from last week i want to talk about the the dynasty show the dynasty show that's coming out oh, on the apple tv the, the mini series that's coming out yeah. on apple tv with bill robert and tom all commenting on it of course supported by the remaining players of the Patriots run of 20 years. Are you excited about that, Joe? Like, are you ready to go for that? Like, that's like, I'm like ready to go for that. I'm ready to go for it, but I just, I wish I let it breathe more. Like I wish I, I I don't know. I wish Bill was more removed from the league. I wish, cause like, I don't know. I wish they were more removed from the league. I think that it, uh, I, I think that it was rushed a little bit, and I think that there's a uh, there's a confluence of a, all of these like documentaries happening after the last dance. So I just hope that it's worth 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 it. So no, I totally I can totally buy that, and I think I don't think anybody when they started filming this thing, I'm assuming they did it before the season started. That Bill was still going to be a Patriots head coach, so I'm a little bit intrigued to hear what he yeah, has to I say mean, in maybe, it. Maybe, but I'm dude. The I don't know. I'm, Bill's, Bill's going to be the head coach of the Patriots in that doc. Like, if, if he got fired or not, you know what I mean? He's going to be the – he was already the head coach when they recorded it. I don't know. It's just – I wish they waited until, like, way after, like, Bill and uh, Tom Brady weren't associated with the Patriots because I think that, like, you got way – everybody gets way more candid. So, I don't know. He, everybody just gets ten times more candid, like, way after the run like that than they do sure. like, when the run's, like, happening now. And I and I'm one of those people that like when Man in the in the Arena came out, like I was like, pause, pause. I was like, oh, no. I was like, ready to like stop because like Brady left, and I was really 
concerned about like watching this and getting triggered the whole time I watched it. Like it took me forever to watch the 2007 version of Man in the Arena. I couldn't do it. Mm. I couldn't bring myself to do it. It was the last the last episode that I watched because I was like, I can't take this pain. Like Tom Brady's winning a Super Bowl with another team, and I gotta go watch the Man in the Arena when they blew the undefeated season. And I was like, I can't do it. And then when I thought he retired last year, before not before before last year, I watched it. And then he came back. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. But like anytime they 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 all want to get in the room together and they all want to talk, I'm all for it. Like I agree with you to an extent, but like I'm ready. I'm ready to just watch it because I want to relive my like childhood. You know? Yeah. Yep. No, I totally agree with the nostalgia aspect. I can't wait for that part. Absolutely. But let's get into championship weekend where we all took our fucking hits. We all took our hits this weekend. Go Joe, on. how do we do how do we do this weekend, Joe? Um I'm not playing the sad puppy music this time because it would actually make me fucking Everybody hurt. hurts. Everybody we, hurts. That's what we need to be we got, we got F in the we got F in the A. We got we got we got beat down. It was a beat down on Broadway. We went over we were all over six. Or what was it? Yeah, over six. Yep. We all had the same picks and they both lost. So over six. We did great. Yeah. Yeah. As a group. move on. I don't even I, I I don't even want to talk about it. Like I was on the Dude, I, I double Dude, listen. All right, so this is how fucking stupid, degenerate blockhead I am, bro. I'm on my way to fucking fuck, boy. in the middle of fucking nowhere, bro. At the at the fucking at halftime of the fucking Ravens game. All right, so I took the Ravens minus six and a half, and dumb. And then uh, they were down. What was it? So they lost seventeen to ten. Right? They lost seventeen to ten, and they were down fourteen. They were down fourteen seven at halftime. I think. Regardless, dude. Or set, yeah, 14 7 at halftime. I'm we're dry. I'm driving to Kojak's house to go watch the second half and then the NFC championship game after that. Driving there and halfway through the drive, I'm like, Kayla, take my fucking phone right now. You take my phone right now. And she's like, What? <laughs> and I was like, Open up that green app right there. She's like, Which one? I was like, DraftKings, DraftKings, open it up right there. She's like, What do you want? I'm like, Upper right hand corner, deposit, deposit $20 right now. Right now, deposit $20. <laughs> She's like, what do I do now? I was like, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. See that ball? See B-A-L? Yep, yep, the bird, the bird head, yep. All right, go over to the right, the right. See the plus 265? You hit that, and you put $20 on it. You hit place bet. And that is basically me wiping my ass with a $20 bill and fucking throwing it out the window, dude. Couldn't wait to get to Kojak's. Had to put the fucking $20 on the Ravens. Couldn't have just fucking let my other fucking bet ride and lose. I had to double down. <laughs> Dude, he so could bad. not sit down at the end of the game. He's dude, up they, dude. dude, they didn't. They dude, ran the ball right, six right here, times. Right here, right they here. ran the ball six times with the running backs. <laughs> it's the Baltimore Ravens, dude. Dude, first he got up. He's like, this isn't even the Patriots. He's like, I <laughs> yeah, hate football. I was, I was you know like, how I felt last week. You know how I felt last week with KC Buffalo. You know how I feel now. <laughs> well, I was oh. invested financially. My takes were invested. I was invested on the pod, dude. It was fucking <laughs> He got bad, up. Bro. He's like, the Patriots aren't even playing. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Man, well, at the end of the day, the podcast did not get the result that we all wanted. I think we all agreed what we wanted out of this po- out of this game. In the AFC Championship, we didn't get it. Seventeen ten, the final for Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl. 
I got off the ice. I was on a charity hockey game for this entire game, so I didn't. I didn't actually get to watch a minute of this game. I'm very glad that it didn't, because I would have soured my mood. All time, dude. Oh my god. It would have soured my mood for the entire night, man. And I, I look at that. I mean, I, I get off the ice. I look at my phone. It's seventeen to fucking seven with two and a half minutes to go. I'm like, all right, this game's over. This game's over because no matter what Baltimore does, if they score a touchdown, they ain't getting the off onside kick, and they are not going to prevent Patrick Mahomes from getting a first down. It's not going to happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, Baltimore pissed their pants again, in my opinion. Lamar pissed his pants at a big moment again. And something to, something to think about down there. I mean, Baltimore, Jim John Harbaugh, Outstanding head coach. I think we can all agree on that. Outstanding head coach for a long period of time. He's done it with a couple of quarterbacks now. Lamar Jackson just couldn't get over the hump. And I think we all expected it. And I think most of the most of the NFL viewership expected it, but it didn't happen. And we can we can talk about the conspiracies and all that. Cause like I buy into no, a few of them. Play well. They didn't play well. But I buy into some of the conspiracies on it. I do. I'm not, I'm not going to argue it with the refs. We talked about it before the, the last episode. We talked about it. and But, you know, there was that one clip that came out. I think it was late in the game when Lamar Jackson throws in a triple coverage in the end zone and it gets picked off. Yeah, you could have probably called a P.I. on that play. But at the end of the day, why the hell are you throwing that ball? Triple coverage. Yeah, why yeah. are you going for it all right there? When you're, you're two scores down, I think there was like six minutes left in the game when that happened. Why are you going for it all? You kick a field goal, you're within a score. You can trust your defense at that point. Like, why are you going for it? So I think what it comes down to, not so much that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey had a really good day throwing the ball. Mahomes was 30 of 39 for 241 in the touchdown. Travis Kelsey caught all 11 of his targets for 160 yeah, he, yards. He, he, 160 he yards. game. He had an he absolutely off. beast performance in that game. Worst absolutely, part, Every catch he got. Camera right to Taze Swift. It's like, dude, uh, every time he caught the ball. Get ready for it in two weeks, man, because that's what the NFL is going to be promoting when the he's, whole way. Would he score once or twice? Once. Once. I think he scored twice last game. Yeah. He scored and the camera was on Tay in that whole box for like fucking 15 seconds, which is a long time. Absolutely. And, and you know, those, you know, in that situation, it's like, fuck, dude, we get it, dude. We get it. Absolutely. But he had a day. Oh, and she and came on the field, and they started kissing. I know. Oh, my God, and, dude. And- a player's girlfriend came on the field after they won the <laughs> AFC championship game? Oh, my Yo, God. Dude, alert the authorities, dude. Are you kidding me? Shut the fuck Were there up. children watching? Yes. Oh, oh, no. The youth oh, of Kelsey's daughters were watching. Oh, <laughs> I fucking hate this kid. Go to South oh. Carolina. <laughs> oh, but you know what was sick when that big shirtless fat dude was ripping beers in the stands in Buffalo? Yeah, all right, all right. Let's get the fuck off this topic. Anyway, I got some fucking thoughts if we want to fucking go. Cook. 16 rushes. Here we go. 16 rushes. 16. A warning for that. 16 rushes. 16, bro. 
Five yards an attempt, 16 rushes, dude. There's multiple times where they went for it on fourth and less than five when they could have ran the ball two times in a row and picked up two and a half yards every fucking time and got the and both times and got the first down. Dude, Lamar, he, he was not looking to use his legs, dude. It's like the narrative got stuck in his head, bro. He was two, three seconds late to scramble every fucking time, dude. They were playing man coverage, dude. They were playing man coverage. You should eat against that rushing uh, as a rushing quarterback. Dude, it was just like they don't have – there was no awareness. They got punched in the mouth, and they were like, fuck, we got to score. Fuck, we got to score. Fuck. Dude, KC scored 17 points, bro. They scored 17 points. They killed you by a 1,000 paper cuts. You went three – you gave the ball back to them and, gave, and kept giving them the momentum. What you needed to do was run the damn ball and give the, and keep the momentum on your side and keep the ball away from Mahomes and Kelsey. It's, it's not rocket science, dude. It's not rocket science. Look what the fucking Patriots did in that AFC Championship game in 2018, dude. You know they had four rushing touchdowns in that game, dude. Yeah, Brady had a bunch of had a bunch of passing yards, but dude, that was mostly in the fourth quarter and overtime when it just opened up, dude. The only reason they were in that situation is because they ran the ball down their throat for the first three and Coaching. Half quarters. And it's like, man, bro. It's like it's right. It's not. It's not rocket science, dude. Lamar was 20 of 37, dude. That's not efficient. That's not. Mm -hmm. Dude, the last game they played, he had 150 passing yards and 100 yards on the ground. That's how you win. You have a dual-threat quarterback, arguably be the best one of all time, a dual, a, a, a possibly a multiple-time MVP as a passer and rusher. Like, you did not utilize that. And it does not excuse Lamar. It does not, dude. He is a he is a MVP, a, 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 a franchise quarterback, and he needs to show up. Dude, there was one swing pass to Justice Hill in the fourth quarter where he just sailed it over his head. And it's like, dude, like it's even the little things you can't do right right now. And it's like if it's not the deep passes to Zay Flowers or or throwing it to basically to yourself or making something happen with your feet, it just wasn't happening. There was no precise. There was no you timing. scored once, right? Yeah, dude. And it's One like, dude, the, the, yeah. his interception was fucking horrible, dude. Horrible. Horrible. Mm -hmm. horrible that is a so Flowers fumble. Dude, bro, but I – Zay Flowers is trying to make a play there. I, I excuse that more than the triple coverage. Like, like yeah. I'm at the point now with, with Lamar, like, in the Ravens, that I am with Buffalo. If your quarterback is your leading rusher in a game, that's a problem. That's an absolute problem to have. And why it, it, it is not a recipe for success at the end of the day. Lamar Jackson had eight carries for 54 yards. Yes, that's a great, you know, yard per carry average, all that. But if he's your number one runner... There's no balance there. Teams can can cue in on your quarterback and on your player. If you know a possible run is coming and that it's coming from your quarterback, it's easy to key in on it. If you cannot have balance on a team with your running backs, who you can argue like it's a it's an invaluable position, like the dime a dozen guys, but like if you're not gonna involve them. That's a problem. Like you, it's not a recipe for success in the NFL. I don't care how you write it. All the successful teams have running backs that are able to produce. And Lamar Jackson running eight times as your lead rusher—that's a problem, especially for a team that's billed as a run-first team offense. Like it's run-first. Like you should have been involving Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. Far more than they did in this game. And it's 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 sad to see because we all picked the Ravens to win. 
We all picked that Kansas City is going to run into their wall. Now we're looking at a narrative where, oh, Patrick Mahomes goes on the road twice and wins a Super Bowl. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be talking about that narrative in the offseason. I really don't. Can we take a second about that Patrick Mahomes, though? We do a lot of Patrick Mahomes hate and Chiefs hate on this podcast. Bro, he is he is unfucking believable. I those mean, first two drive, those first two drives when he's in that sack throwing it sidearm to Travis Kelsey, dude, that's that's plays only he makes, dude. There's there is an innate sure. quality in him that he is a winner, and you couple that with probably one of the most physically gifted athletes of all time in the sport. Like, I don't know, dude. Like you could like that was that that seventeen point win in like seventeen to ten win in Baltimore says way more about Patrick Mahomes than a lot of his other like wins at home or a lot of other dude. I think dude the, the Ravens defense balled the fuck out, dude. They held they dude they held they, they had 14 points in the first half. They held him to three points in the second half, dude. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta give props to Kelsey and, and, and Mahomes just being like a winning quotient. It's, but like it, you can, the the Baltimore was complicit in their own demise. It's just gonna trigger me though because you're gonna you're oh, gonna yeah. start hearing about the about the comparisons to Brady and Belichick and the whole dynasty that went on. Like you have media pundits out there saying that like this is the Not greatest season yeah. ever for a quarterback and it's like dude pump your fucking brakes dude like the defense care they held they held Baltimore one of the highest scoring teams in the league this year ten points like when is Spagnuolo and that defense really going to get the true credit they deserve? Because, I mean, we talked about it before we got on recording here, and we talked about the whole Maurice Jones drew pause segment oh, on how they've been riding NFL Network. Team. How about how they've been riding the deep pause? But like at the same time, like, dude, that defense. This is easily the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had. It easily yeah. is in the in his entire run. And great, yes, I get he's been to six straight. Has it been six straight? AFC title games or whatever yeah. yes. that he's been to. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Four rules. But they gotta they gotta win. They gotta win that third one, right? They gotta win that third one. So we're gonna pivot to the NFC championship game now. I wanna move on. I wanna move on. They gotta win that third one and they gotta beat a very, very formidable opponent. And that's unfortunately the San Francisco 49ers. I almost blew it. We watched this game. I this is actually the only part of conference championship Sunday that I got to watch, and I turned it on at effing halftime in this game. <laughs> I was like, I was I was sitting there with my wife. I'm like, there's two minutes left in the first half. I'm like, I'm gonna turn it on for the second half. I'm gonna turn it on at that point. But there's almost, the half's almost over. Like, I don't want to get into the halftime talk. I don't want to be a part of it. Like, we just got the kids to bed. Let's chill out for a little bit before we start turning on the game. The Detroit Lions were up big. I'm like, let's go. I'm like, I'm all in. And I'm watching it. What an absolute implosion from Detroit in this game. I feel for every single Detroit Lions fan out there listening to this podcast, not listening to this podcast, the old season ticket holder that's had season tickets since the 50s, I feel so bad for them. But at the same time, like, I'm going to sit here. We'll get into it. But, like, I'm going to start off before I pass it off to you, Joe, here. I'll defend Dan Campbell's first decision to go forward on fourth down. I will not defend his second, but I will defend his first. 
and it obviously didn't work out. The 49ers win this game 34 to 31. An absolutely outstanding football game to watch. Like the second half, like despite how it went for my Detroit Lions fandom, it was an outstanding football game. Like it was like a tale of two halves. Unbelievable. I thought both offenses were great in this. And it just hurts. Joe, how do you feel about it? Um, it was like the slowest, it, it was like, uh, excuse me. It was like the fastest collapse of all time. It was like fucking five minutes, five minutes gone in the fucking third quarter. And you're like, fuck, they're going to lose this goddamn game. Uh, you can definitely defend that first, uh, uh, field goal, uh, foregoing the field goal to try to go for it. Cause, uh, they had the right play. It hit him in the hands, but like, you have to like, when you're making those decisions, obviously you think you're going to make the play every time, but obviously there's a possibility that even if you call the right play and you execute it right, that somebody just makes a mistake. But uh, I don't know. I It sucks that it happens this way because it was like, why don't we just make it the most heartbreaking way possible? Like, we'll give you yeah. the biggest all time and have your players, like, waving goodbye, like, to the fucking fans in the stands, like, before halftime. And then you come back and, like, throw it all away. And you kind of lose the game the way you've been playing football the whole year. So like that, I will say like, good for you, Dan Campbell sticking to your guns and shit like that. But like, I think that the number one thing for a head coach in those situations is like situational awareness and like the ability to not just do what you do over and over again, the ability to have the wherewithal and like the mental acuity to be like, all right, we might need to kind of deviate from, uh, from what we usually do. But it did. I've been hating on Brock Purdy all year. Kid made some plays down the stretch of that game, whether it was moving around the pocket, moving the pocket, making some throws, making some throws downfield. There's a couple daggers that he made. So um, I'm going to put my entire life savings on KC in the Super Bowl. I'm done betting on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Against, against Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah. dude, I think uh, um, the Brock Purdy fucking media storm is going to go absolutely fucking crazy this week. Absolutely. And, you know, watching that game, I'm going to call out Josh Reynolds right now. He That was a perfectly thrown ball on fourth down by Jared Goff. I thought Jared Goff was very, very good in, in, this, in the half of football that I watched in this one. And it pained me to see him, Josh Reynolds, drop that ball on fourth down because it was right in his effing hands. It was right there. He catches that ball. We're not talking like this right now. We're not talking about it. And if they kick the field goal there, we still may be talking about this right now because that second half performance from San Francisco was unbelievable. And, you know, of course, the perfect storm after Josh Reynolds drops that, that catch, San Francisco scores, and then Gibbs fumbles, like, on, like, the first play. Big and it was it was an awful exchange. They clearly were not on the same page. Goff just go games. down. Just go down. Don't try to fucking just go down. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, maybe a rookie mistake there. But, you know, it pained me. It pained me to watch this game because I really felt for the, the Detroit fans. And, like, more than I felt for a team that's never won a Super Bowl before. Hashtag Buffalo Bills. F you. But, like, at the same time, like, dude. <laughs> been eliminated for a fucking... I know, I, I, dude. I'm gonna roast them all the way because, like, all they had to do was beat Kansas City. I, I said it. I said it to my. Oh, friend, all you had to do is beat the best fucking quarterback in the no, league. No, well, the, uh, the best quarterback in the league on a bat on a down year, on a down yeah, year true. on his offense at home, like at home. Exactly. I said it. 
to my friends, I didn't say it here on the podcast, but I'll say it now. If Buffalo had won that game against Kansas City, they were going to win the Super Bowl. And I've said that before against Kansas City. When they were up 13 seconds, I was like, I was sitting there thinking, like, that 13 seconds game, I was like, if Buffalo closes out, they're winning the Super Bowl. They're going to win. And they did. They didn't close the game out. Same thing goes for this year. They didn't close that game out. And now we got to watch and risk the Patriots' last repeat be exposed. And according to Joe Schur, he's putting his money on that happening. Oh, yeah. I disagree with it, but we'll get into Nothing that Nothing has later. gone my way this season. Why the fuck would that happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. That's that's what we got going for us. Let's go. True. Yeah, true. But Yay. but at the same time, like a 17 point lead at halftime, and you're gonna blow that. Like, I don't I, I'm not gonna sit here and crucify Dan Campbell because that's what got that this Detroit Lions team where they are with their aggressiveness like that. That first that first fourth down that they went for, I agreed with the call hundred percent. The player should have made the play. And if it had been Amonor St. Brown or Jameson Williams there, it's probably caught. It's right in his hands. It's right in his hands. Like, you got to make that catch. The second one, the second one where you had a chance to tie the game after you fell behind, yeah. like, you got to take the points there. You got to make, you got to make Detroit, you got to make San Fran go down and, 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 and score on your defense. You got to give your defense a, like a, like a, a life, a, a breath of chance on that. And, that play was nowhere close. That play was nowhere close. And, you know, once once San Fran tied it, I'm like, Detroit's not winning this game. Like, the momentum is so in the other direction right now that San Fran's got to make it. But I want I want to pivot real quick to, to the San Fran side of things. Brock Purdy made some plays in that second half with his legs and converted some big third downs with his legs, and that was huge. I'm not saying he's an MVP, but, like, he made the plays that he needed to make when he needed to make them. And that's twice now that this Kyle Shanahan team has come from behind and they hadn't done it in previous years in the playoffs before they've done it twice now where they've come from behind and won a game. So I'm starting to buy into the, uh, the narrative that maybe it's their year. And I said it was Houston's year. I said it was Detroit's year. Obviously it's not, but Maybe third time's a charm for me. Let's let's see what happens. You know, I, 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 CMC took a big hit to his head late in this game. I don't want to see if it's going to have any kind of implication late because, like, obviously he wasn't in on the last touchdown. Elijah Smith, Elijah Mitchell, sorry, was in there and scored the winning touchdown in this game. But we'll have to see what happens and. You know, Kojak, did you have any like real thoughts on on how this game went down? I wanted to see that. You know, we obviously were all Detroit guys here. Did you do you think that San Francisco might have something cooking for him? Yeah, um, I think I've been calling it from the start that San Fran was gonna make a deep run, if not win the whole thing. <clears throat> but then Detroit started cooking with bacon grease at the beginning of the game, <laughs> and I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. I forgot the rest of the line from that meme <laughs> video. Anyways. <laughs> um it was interesting, but then like you said, it was uh once once San Fran started putting seven points on the board and they got all the momentum, it was kind of uh kind of all she wrote from there. 
and uh, it was tough. Detroit had a good run. This was, of that. The NFC this, had like a weird strain of teams in the playoffs, whether it was like the Browns or the Bucks or. But then again, yeah. every year it's like that. Yeah, absolutely, and you know. Shut up! You know what I mean. You fuck. <laughs> wrong, wrong conference. Yes. Shout out your pup in the background there. Yeah, it's just, it's just I've been fucking going on mute every five minutes and screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> God I'll damn it, can you I'll just say this. I didn't respect <laughs> Buffalo fans crying after that game. I, I respect the Lions fans crying after that game. The Lions, have it, the Lions have not been in this situation in a long time. And I felt... Yeah. I felt that emotion. I felt it from them. And I was, uh, I'll be honest, I was so looking forward to an Eminem versus Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I, I would have been all on the Eminem train in that point. <laughs> Everybody in the 313, let's go to Las Vegas and win a soupy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, clip that. Clip that, Coach Jack. Let's go. <laughs> uh, what was it? What did I, the last thing I wanted soupy. to say about this? this game um, um oh fuck dan campbell at the podium taking all ownership for everything after the game love fucking it. awesome there's love no it. there's no doubt in the world why fucking people want to run through a brick wall for that dude i would lace it up in a football game and fucking get run over for that dude like i fuck with dan campbell i'd jump in front of a bus for that guy a big year like, next year like you know i i think we've talked about it on previous episodes but like his opening press conference i laughed at i was wrong I was so mm. wrong on that. Like that dude, were. that dude is a guy that I would go to battle for any day of the week, any moment, any time of night. Like I'd be there for that dude. And seeing him go up there and own it was unbelievable. So they'll be back. They're going to be a team that's going to be uh, a thorn in team side forever. You know, for uh, maybe not forever, but like for the next five years, like Jared Goff resurgence under Dan Campbell. And it's been great to see. And I hope it continues. They got a lot of young talent still on rookie deals. They had they slammed the draft last year. Mm. Right. Sam Laporta, absolute stud trading TJ Hawkinson last year, you know, with the whole thing. Like you're like, what are you doing? They They made the right choice. They got the right guy. And. You know, we'll see what happens, and I hope they're back. I hope they're back. There'll Me be too. a team I'll Me root too. for that my same. When the Patriots are out, I'll be in for it. So I hope they, I hope they sign golf to like a long term deal that like doesn't fuck up their calf, and then like at the end of that deal, they draft like a rookie quarterback and let let him grow under golf, and then like the the Lions turn into the Packers, and like we can just like not do that whole thing again. We could just have it be the Lions now. That would be fucking sick. Absolutely. And, you know, let's hope we'll see. We'll see this offseason. And uh, but yes, if you're a Detroit Lions fan tuning in, you got a lot of a lot of stuff to hang your head on. We love a lot you. of good future. We're here with you. We're suffering we with you. you. And. Yes, we want to. <laughs> if I had forward. a Detroit Lions yeah. fan in front of me right now, I'd just grab them. You know how you can grab somebody like what well, you hold their face. Just kiss him so ever so ever so slightly on the forehead and just whisper thank you in his ear. That's why absolutely. I don't know what a non-binary fucking Lions fan. Oh yes, absolutely. Anyways, but <laughs> let's get away from Joe kissing fans. Yes, Detroit Lions. <laughs> absolutely. 
We'll have our Super Bowl preview next week on the uh, Breaking the Plane episode next week that will drop. So we'll, we will talk about we will talk. Yeah, go Pats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. But I want to get into now the league awards. There's MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. Joe, you got your picks by chance ready for us? I've got uh, I've got my that. picks. I've got my picks for OPY, uh, Offensive Player, Defensive Player, and then um, uh, Offensive Rookie and a Comeback Player. But I don't have a Defensive Rookie because I really don't fuck with defense. But um, – so my offensive player of the year, if you're not going to give, uh, if you're going to give the, uh, start with the MVP, start with the, the MVP. MVP. All right. Give it to Lamar. If you give the MVP to Lamar, you got it. I think that's, I think Lamar is going to win it. He's a runaway. He's the best player in the league this year. It's, I don't really think that's up for really debate right now. Agreed. And then if you give OPY, uh, betting favorites, Christian McCaffrey, I'd give it to Tyreek Hill. I don't think the Dolphins sniff the playoffs without Tyreek Hill. I think the 49ers would be good, not great, without uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, when you go over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, they got it at Miles Garrett right now. But I think that uh, – that, uh, I would give a shout to like TJ Water, Max Crosby. I like those two guys. I think they were way more. Ooh. I would I would say important to their team because I think their teams were shittier. So I think that they made a bigger impact for those teams, especially TJ Watt on the Steelers. The only reason that the uh, the only reason that the Steelers made the playoffs, made a run, was on the on the the strength of that defense. And then when he went down, you saw in, how ineffective that team could be. And then lastly, the comeback player of the year. Um, uh. Can I? Can I be frank with everybody? Can we Do maybe? It. Can we? Probably I'm gonna. Not. I'm gonna. I'm fucking doing it. I'm doing. We're gonna it. get canceled. This, this is a trust circle. This is a trust circle. We're gonna get canceled. The comeback player of the year. Does that mean you came back from the worst thing to ever happen, or that you had the best year subsequent to that? Because Demar Hamlin played like two fucking games, didn't he? Didn't Demar like legitimately play like two I'm or so three games? I'm so glad you're bringing this up. But dude, it's like, bro, Joe Flacco was sitting on his couch for the first three fucking weeks of the season and he led a team dude, to the no fucking playoffs. No disrespect at all. No, no disrespect, no dude. Demar died and played in the NFL. Two things I've never fucking done before. And you I have to give it to Joe. You have to give it to Flacco, bro. I, I agree. I totally agree. And I, I, I want to uh, refrain because I almost said deserving, and I think if I said, deserving, I didn't know who Demar Hamlin was until he passed away. No he was a promising. He was yeah. He's liability and coverage. I guess from hearing from Bills fans, that's what the Bills fans are saying. Not yep, yep, saying. yep. Not what I'm saying. Yes, your own fans saying that about you. But uh, so so two things here. I think uh, Joe Flacco over Demar, and that's just because I obviously we obviously know what Demar went through. We're not belittling that whatsoever. We're talking about the award. We're talking about the season that happened, and Joe Flacco objectively had a better year. But the other thing, um. I want to say is I would give this award to Baker Mayfield over Joe Flacco. I think Baker Mayfield had a better body of work over the whole, over the whole year. And I think they basically came back from the same thing. Baker was blown out of a couple different teams last year and ended up on the Rams and like barely played. Uh, I think he started a game at the end of the season last year, some bullshit, but they didn't go to the fucking playoffs. So I would, uh, I think uh, that Baker had a little bit better of a body of work and they won a game in the playoffs. So uh, I That's think true. Flacco is more of a media a media darling right now than he is uh, better. Like better, yeah. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, good, good. I'm glad Very you brought it show. up. I didn't um, want to. 
<laughs> Lamar Jackson MVP. I don't think we need to talk about it. I think we are in agreement on that. Offensive player of the year. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. All right. Just simply because Joe went Tyreek Hill because he was my <laughs> number one choice. But like Christian McCaffrey has done so much for this 49ers team. So fucking and good, dude. He actually stayed healthy for the entire season for the most part, which yeah, is incredible. Dude. Incredible. Like as a fantasy owner of Christian McCaffrey, I was totally expecting him to miss three or four banged games. Up once, but like he was banged he up one game. But like one Maybe. game for him is unbelievable. Yeah. Especially and the amount of touches he gets, dude. He's getting like fucking 25, 30 touches a game, dude. Absolutely. He's involved in the passing game, is obviously involved in the rushing game, and I don't believe that San Fran is in the position that they're in right now going to the Super Bowl without him. You can argue that like, oh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are more or George Kittle is more important. But like having that that dual threat in the backfield is huge. So I'm giving it to Christian McCaffrey just on that sense alone. Defensive player of the year. There's no better defensive player in the league right now for me than Micah Parsons. Like Agreed. that dude yeah. is an absolute beast. He causes havoc in the backfield on every single play that it seems like I watch at least. I watch a lot, but like he's always in the backfield causing pressure on the quarterback or causing havoc for a running back trying to get out of the backfield. So he's my pick for defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year. I'm going CJ Stroud. Obviously, All I think right, that's word. an easy, yeah. easy I'm choice you on that one. Yeah. Easy choice. Um, exceeded expectations. Got Houston to the playoffs. They won a game. They're going to be relevant for a while because of him. Defensive rookie of the year. I'm going Will Anderson, also of Houston. Absolute animal on the defensive side of the ball for that team. Again, another person. I don't believe the team is where they were at the end of the year this year without him. So give me him for the defensive rookie of the year. Comeback player of the year. Yes. Yes. Nailing unbelievable last draft. drafts, dude. The last unbelievable, two drafts, dude. unbelievable. Comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. I'm sorry, Fuck you got a 38, yeah. you got a 38 year old dude off his couch coming in, leading his team to the playoffs. Yes, he had his interception problems, which you're going to expect from a guy that was on his couch for half the season this year. Comes back in. I'm the. I'll be the first one to freaking. Call him. I remember back in 2012 when he was going in 2013 when he was in his heyday with the Ravens. And everybody's like, oh, geez, Joe Cool. I'm like, no, he's Joe shit. Like, he's just overrated, an overrated quarterback. But, dude, this year, he had a fan of me this year watching him play for Cleveland. It was great to see what he did. And you could put a lot of the credit to the coaching staff for getting him ready to play for this team coming in like midseason. But, like, he came in, he executed. And that was unbelievable to see. And he's absolutely my number one choice. I don't want to even, like, entertain the DeMar Hamlin, even though he's going to be the guy that's going to get it. I don't want to even entertain that discussion. Because, like you said, Joe, he played, like, three, four games this year where he was actually active. That's not even saying he actually played. He was active. So. Give me, give me, give me Joe Flacco there. Real quick on Joe Flacco, I heard an awesome, uh, I heard an awesome basketball fucking analogy about Joe Flacco. Is just like he's just a hoop, like he was be, he would be a hooper in basketball. He'd just be a hooper. Like 
might not be the best player, most consistent player, but like you, he knows the fucking game of football. And mm-hmm. when the fucking, when it comes nut cutting time, when it comes to win some fucking football games down the stretch, the boy's gonna be there for you. And I always like, I think that's, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Joe Flacco guy, but I've always got a thing in my heart for the dudes that kind of like low key suck, but when it matters, they're like wicked good. Like I love those kind of fucking players, dude. He was stoned. Obviously the. Interceptions burned him in the playoffs, but like, yeah, of course, but it's not a playoff award. It's a it's a regular season award, and True. like, would Cleveland have made the playoffs without him coming in and playing the way he, that he did? I don't believe that they do. I don't believe that they do. Personally, they went through four or five quarterbacks this year. I don't believe they're where they are without having a veteran presence off his couch with his kids come in and. Do what he did. So those are my those are my thoughts on the uh, on the awards. We'll see. The couch. Did you know Logan Ryan is playing for the 49ers? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw that. Logan Ryan? Yes. Yeah, he's like a, he's oh, a reserve secondary guy. The, them, what, yeah. what jackass just came out of oh fucking uh but my ball Zach Ertz just fucking signed, what? didn't oh. he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. Never... <laughs> Oh yeah, my, <laughs> my ball hurts real bad. San Fran, right? Was it San Fran? I don't fucking no. I just wanted to say the ball No, um, he came out for somebody. No, you're right. You're right on that. Uh, I'm dude, I hope he came out for the fucking Lions and they lost. Oh, he came out for the he came out for the Lions. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. I bet his ball hurts. <laughs> he wasn't even elevated for the game. He wasn't even elevated for the game. Good dickhead. <laughs> Actually, I wrote him. Remember when he went to the Cardinals after, and then he like randomly went off at the end of the season? I scooped him off the waiver wire and like rode him to a fantasy championship. So shout out my ball, Zach Ertz. Come on, come on the pod if you're there. Absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, like I said, we'll tease our, our Super Bowl thoughts next week. We'll get into that. I'm sure that will dictate our entire episode next week, so be sure to tune in for that. But I, I want to give it over to Joe. We have our lovely Joe. segment back. The fun segment where he tries to trip me up into picking Josh Allen. QB Catfish. Joe, at some let's point. It's time for another round of QB Catfish. Let's All go. Right, you know the deal. Yeah, I fuck one with we you. Have. You fuck with me. You tell me A or B. Let's go. Let's get into it. Oh, All wow. right. Player A from 2014. The year was 200,014. I fucked that up. Um, yeah. 4,200 <laughs> yards. <laughs> 4,200 yards. 2014. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, 14, 4,200 yards. <laughs> it's a segment. Let's go. Let him go. Let him go. 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 66% completion rate with a 45, uh, 45, 94 rating. And then uh, player B in the year uh, 2020, in the year of our law, 2020, uh, 4,100 uh, <laughs> yards, 27 touchdowns, nine picks, 67% completion percentage. With a 101 rating, so we got player A from 2014, 4,200 yards, 31 to 18 TD to interception ratio. Maple does not want player A. Um, <laughs> Maple does not. Want player a. <laughs> my dog does not like player A right now. Clearly, hey, <laughs> shut up. Um, 
So, yeah, player A, 4,200, 13, uh, 30, uh, 31 to 18, 66% completion, 94% rating. Uh, player B is going to be 4,100 yards, uh, 27 to 9, 67, 67% 101 rating. Kojak, you're going second. Parrish, what do you think? That's so fucked up. <laughs> I'm taking A. All right, we're going with A. So, Parrish has got A. Kojak. Dude. Something about these statistical stats that you just gave me. What makes kind you of really stats are they? <laughs> statistical stats. All right, good. I really like A. I really do. Okay. But I'm going to pull a trick out of Burge. You're going to pull the Burge, the contrarian. Let's go. I, I can't. We can't We we can't have two people, you know, pick the same And just one. like Burge, it burns your dumbass. So player B, 2020 Derek Carr. You picked Derek Carr as your franchise quarterback. God. Just let that marinate. Let that marinate here. Who did I pick? Let's go. You picked 2014 Philip Rivers. Fuck. Think about this. In 2014, oh, Drew Brees. In 2014, 4,200 yards, uh, 31 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, got you into a Pro Bowl. That's fucked. Oh, wild. 30, <laughs> that's 31 why I picked the era. Interception, 30, that's crazy, dude. I picked the anyway. error on that. I picked the error on that. I was like, Whatever, 2014. Burst. First twenty twenty, I was like, he's trying to get. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought you were got you were trying to get me to pick against Tom Brady again. Twenty twenty, oh, no. I was like, I no. was a little nervous. I was, I was a no, little I've nervous. I got that in my that. back pocket. These stats are. <laughs> you're you're, 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 you're going to pick Josh Allen. You're, you're going to get you a Josh Allen. I'm leaving that point. snake in the grass, though. I'm leaving that snake in the grass. He's, gonna, he's like gonna get me to do it. It's gonna be like July eighth. It's gonna be like the dog days of summer. Torres is gonna be like, all right, I pick player A. And before anybody else goes, I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I love this. I love this segment. I love this segment. This is a great think, segment uh, of the pod. After the Super Bowl. So after Super Bowl, um, just we'll do a little housekeeping here. After the Super Bowl, I'm taking uh maybe a week, maybe two off. I'm moving uh about a thousand miles. Down to where I could find No, it is heroic. It is, it is a Coliseum level hooray right now. Boo. But uh, yeah, but at some time after that, I don't want to dry the segment up during the summer. But I think that what we can do is maybe we maybe we make it a multiple week kind of thing. We'll start with five one week. I'll have you guys work together to pair that down to three. And then the next week, I'll have you guys work together to pair that down to two. And then th then we'll do Love a rose it. ceremony the week following or something like that. So Love we'll it. something out. I think we could uh, – we have a segment. We have a segment. So we're going to fucking milk that shit. So Hell we'll, yes. We'll look out for things to come. If you got uh, – if you have ideas, if you have quarterback years, you're like, yo, I bet you could fuck them up with this one. Please, please, please hit me on Twitter. My DMs are always open or just fucking tweet at me. I'll just delete it before Burge can see it. Um, at the underscore juicy Jew, let me know about all your QP catfish uh, ideas uh, on the on the X machine there. Absolutely. Let's plug this sucker up. We'll get ready for the Super Bowl next week. I'm at Burge the goalie. Joe Sure is at the underscore juicy Jew. Kojak is at Allen eighteen, right? Eighteen. Nope. No, at Allen at, oh. at Allen. 13 Brennan on the X machine. We are brought to you always in partnership with primetime productions at primetime broads on, on Twitter. Check them out. Great coverage across all the major sports here in North America. 
Be sure I'm to check out. I'm a huge Miami Crackheads <laughs> fan right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm check gonna, out. I'm going to be one of the crackies. <laughs> check out the Two Pad Stack Pod. I got to plug it this week. I didn't do it last week. At Two Pad Stack Pod on Twitter. For all of your goalie needs. And you need to check out the Seeky code at the number two pod, pad. Wow, pod. I was going to say pod. At the number two pad stack pod on SeatGeek. Save yourself $20 off your first order on SeatGeek. Be sure to use that if you're going to go to any sporting event here in North America. So be sure to check that out. We got a lot of good things coming. Guys, it's been a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Preview the Super Bowl. Let's go.